Oh, oh. 
is a lovely way to begin the day. That's how we used to do it back in the day. You know, we would stand up proud, listen to the national anthem, and then put our hand over our heart and pledge allegiance to the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Aren't you proud to be an American and have the opportunity to live in a nation that allows you to stand proud and proclaim that? It's a wonderful thing. We've got to remember there's a lot of nations around the world that they don't have the free opportunities that America does. And we have to remember that. That's what we should be pushing around the world. Our beacon of hope. That freedom. If you weren't with us yesterday, yesterday afternoon, I had the honor to be on The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I recommend you go over and you listen to that episode. HoosierReason.com Andy's a great guy, and he's doing wonderful things. We had a wonderful chat. The snowpocalypse hit yesterday here in the Klamath Basin, and I was really terrified that, boy, is my satellite internet going to be able to handle this? There was a few little funky things going on there, but it did all right, per se, and hopefully we get better and better as we do this. Doing a live feed is not easy, people. And people like Andy make it look effortlessly. Wonderful. So let's get on to the show today. There is a immediate release over at the Department of the Defense. Let's listen to this. On January 14th, Secretary of Defense Mark T. Esper hosted Japanese Defense Minister Taro Kono at the Pentagon, where they reaffirmed the strength of the U.S.-Japan alliance and reflected on its evolution since the signing of the Treaty of Mutual Cooperation and Security 60 years ago. Secretary Esper and Minister Kono exchanged views on the Middle East and affirmed the commitment to advancing maritime security goals in the region. Secretary Esper reiterated the U.S. commitment to the full implementation of President Trump and Chairman Kim's joint statement at the Singapore summit. 
which includes the complete elimination of the DPRK's weapons of mass destruction, their means of production, and their means of delivery. This goal is the same one laid out by the UN Security Council in multiple UN Security Council resolutions. Secretary Esper thanked Japan for its strong leadership in United Nations Security Council resolutions sanctions enforcement to disrupt North Korea's illicit ship-to-ship -ship transfers, and for hosting multinational forces that support this effort. Both ministers restated the commitment to maintain a rules-based order in the East and South China Sea and more broadly in the region and world. The leaders agreed on the need to expand their relationships with partners to ensure a free and open Indo-Pacific region. The Secretary welcomed Japan's efforts to strengthen cooperation and improve interoperability with Association of Southeast Asian Nations ASEAN members India, Australia and trilaterally with the United States and the Republic of Korea. Secretary Espen Minister Kono agreed on the importance of adapting the United States and Japan's capabilities to effectively address the dynamic security environment. They welcomed the ongoing, seamless coordination between their ministries to integrate the implementation of the National Defense Strategy and Japan's National Defense Program guidelines. The leaders agreed to continue efforts to enhance alliance capabilities and to support interoperability. Secretary Espen Minister Kono and agreed on the importance of strengthening information security practices to protect advanced defense technologies. The ministers committed to work together closely to implement U.S. forces realignment initiatives including construction of the Futama replacement facility. Secretary Esper noted the importance of Japan's steps towards completing the purchase of Magashima to support field carrier landing practice. Secretary Esper and Minister Kono affirmed the importance of sustaining the operational readiness of U.S. forces in Japan. Both ministers recognized the importance of local community engagement in ensuring stable stationing of U.S. forces in Japan and Secretary Esper committed to maintaining the highest standards of safety for all U.S. personnel. Following the meeting, the ministers held a joint press conference. So there you have it. We are still dealing with that 9-11 line, that Pacific region. It's always a spot we want to be watching out for. Because with as much shipping that goes on and trade that comes through that area of the world, there's always going to be the potential for no-nos and idiots, of course. So let's see, what do we have here? The White House prepares for the Senate trial as new evidence emerges. Yes, here we go some more, people. Let's listen into this. The Senate trial. Democrats bolstered their case against President Trump and their demands for more evidence by releasing new documents about the Ukraine pressure campaign from an associate of Rudy Giuliani now facing charges in federal court. Our senior national correspondent Terry Moran has the details. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, George. This is on the eve of the impeachment trial. This important new evidence 
uh, that shows the president's personal associates feverishly involved in that pressure campaign in Ukraine to get Ukraine to dig up dirt on the president's political rivals. Overnight, as President Trump rallied his supporters, there's new evidence that sheds new light on the president's efforts to pressure Ukraine into investigating his political rivals. The new evidence collected by congressional investigators comes from Lev Parnas, an associate of Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, 59 pages of records, including text messages, emails, and handwritten notes, including one scrawled on hotel stationery that reads, quote, Get Zelensky to announce that the Biden case will be investigated. And there's a letter from Giuliani requesting a meeting with Ukraine's then-president-elect Zelensky, emphasizing Giuliani was working in his capacity as personal counsel to President Trump and with his knowledge and consent. Democrats say the new evidence turned over by Parnas goes to the core of their case against President Trump. Here's someone who is complying with the subpoena with explosive documentation that shows that this has been an effort underway uh, dating back to early this early last year uh, to be able to build a case to tear down Biden. Parnas was indicted with another Giuliani associate last fall on campaign finance charges. Trump has tried to distance himself from both men. I don't know them. Uh, I don't know about them. I don't know what they do. But Parnas's lawyer seemingly attempting to undercut the president released this video montage on Twitter showing his client with the president and members of his family. Also in those newly released documents, another potential bombshell. Text messages suggesting that former U.S. Ambassador Marie Ivanovich may have been under physical surveillance. Robert Hyde, a Trump supporter and congressional candidate, claimed to have contact with a private security team monitoring the ambassador's moves and communications. Hyde texting Parnas, if you want her out, they need to make contact with security. And wow, can't believe Trump hasn't fired this expletive. During her congressional testimony last November, Yovanovitch said she received a call from the State Department giving her a warning. She said that they were, there were concerns about my security. That's all. But it was not further explained. Ambassador Yovanovitch was, of course, eventually fired by President Trump and hustled back to Washington for security reasons. George? Yeah, and more of those documents may be coming. We'll see what impact that has on the debate over witnesses. Terry Moran, thanks very much. So there you have it. More evidence. You know, this just keeps dragging out, dragging out. When is it going to stop? Let's put this away, people. It's time to grow up, shut up, and carry on. All right. So the big thing was yesterday there was a debate on the Democratic side. Yep, here we go. We're talking Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders. So the excitement was actually between Sanders and Warren, that riff that we've been talking about. Well, It took center stage, apparently, at the Iowa debate. I didn't even watch the debate. I had a great conversation with Andy Hoosier over at HoosierReason.com. That's what you should be listening to, people. Not this nonsense coming from that Democratic ticket. So if you did not catch the talk with Andy Hoosier last night, 
go over to HoosierReason.com, check out Andy, all of his work that he's doing. They've got a fine crew doing fine things for America. Let's back Andy, get behind the man, share all of his work out, and make sure, share, like, and subscribe. So go over HoosierReason.com, check out Andy. Let's carry on with this Sanders and Warren rift. Let's listen in. With the Democratic presidential race and the candidates trying to stop Mr. Trump from winning a second term. Six of them met last night in the first debate of 2020. It's their last meeting before the Iowa caucuses. The candidates reached out to voters, but a split between Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders drew much of the attention. At the end, it appeared that Warren refused a handshake with Sanders. Ed O'Keefe covered the debate in Des Moines. Ed, tell us uh, what lies behind this disagreement. Well, good morning. The dispute between Warren and Sanders began on Monday and became a major flashpoint last night when the moderators brought it up. Bottom line, Warren says that Sanders once told her that he doesn't think a woman could be elected president. And Sanders denies he ever said that. Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't say it. Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, longtime allies, now say they remember a 2018 conversation differently. Anybody knows me, knows that it's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president of the United States. What did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? I disagreed. Bernie is my friend, and I am not here to try to fight with Bernie. But look, this question about whether or not a woman can be president has been raised, and it's time for us to attack it head on. Can a woman beat Donald Trump? Look at the men on this stage. Collectively, they have lost 10 elections. The only people on this stage who have won every single election that they've been in are the women, Amy and me. But that wasn't the end of it. After the debate, Warren and Sanders appeared to exchange words and parted ways without shaking hands with Tom Steyer looking on. He described it to us afterward. You could tell that the body language was a little awkward, right? I think they were trying to figure out something between the two of them, but I didn't really hear what it was. On stage, the senators running for president made clear their stance on the upcoming impeachment trial. This is a decency check on our government. This is a patriotism check. It is about Donald Trump putting Donald Trump first. The contenders also debated health care. I think we need to be candid with voters. I think we have to tell them what we're going to do and what it's going to cost. Climate change. I would declare a state of emergency on day one on climate. And a week after the United States came to the brink of war with Iran, the candidates also debated who had the best foreign policy experience. We should not send anyone anywhere unless the overwhelming vital interest of the United States are at stake. But what I understood from right away in terms of the war in Iraq, the difference here, is that the war in Iraq turned out to be the worst foreign policy blunder in the modern history of this country. It's going to take a view to the future, as well as the readiness, to learn from the lessons of the past. And for me, those lessons of the past are personal. Just 19 days remain until the Iowa caucus, and now we're really entering uncharted waters, because today, Senator Sanders, Warren, and Klobuchar head back to Washington to deal with that impeachment trial, while candidates like Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg get the stick out here. And with that trial beginning and a campaign going on at the same time, 
going to be interesting to see which of those ultimately gets more attention here in Iowa. Yeah. 19 days, people. It's coming quick. 2020, it's the election year, and people are ready to rock and roll. Let's get people motivated, get them interested in this election cycle, because as we know, the more people that get themselves to the polls, get involved with the election, the better the outcome of the election. And if you're not voting, why are you crying about any of the issues anyway? Get involved, get your ballot, and get it checked. But the most important thing here, people, I would rather see you not vote at all if you're just going to check the boxes with your crayon. That's not a good way to vote. Make sure before you check that box, you study and you learn what you're checking the box for. So many people vote down party lines. This nation is hurt. Let's start being an educated electorate. And that means doing your due diligence and making sure you know what you're voting for. It's hard, but before the election and whatnot, start talking to people about these issues. I find it funny people get so angry over religion and politics. These are the two things that drive our world, and these are the two things that people need to be involved in the most. And when you don't get involved, it can be like a wild horse just run rapid and we don't want that we want excuse me we want our society to be a coherent society understanding what they're doing education it's hard to do sometimes you know even here i set after 50 years old trying to learn new things never give up Never give in. Always be ready to do something when that call comes to your door. Are you going to answer it as an American? Interesting. So let's make sure you get over to Andy Hoosier, or excuse me, Andy Hoosier, we spoke with yesterday on his awesome show the voice of reason and you can find that at hoosierreason.com check out andy hoosier the voice of reason you can find him on all of the social media networks he does an awesome radio cast out there he touches on a lot of different things and he's involved You ought to check out this awesome show. Great guy. And by golly, he will teach you something. That's what I'm talking about. Get educated. None of us know everything. I don't know nothing. That's why I'm constantly digging for more. I want to know something. Someday, I'm going to know something. You know, and the more... 
we dig into those books and we listen to other people without injecting our own opinion, we can start learning. Now, I'm not saying don't have an opinion. You should have a strong opinion. It's what that opinion is based on that really matters, people. Let's remember that. So let's get back on to this little thing about the election cycle. Now, I'm telling you, it appears that Donald Trump is really worried, people. At his rally, you know, it started... How should I put this? Uh, well, he was just talking about toilets. He's so concerned about what's going on, he's talking about toilets and water pressure. Let's listen into what Donald Trump has to say. Right? Isn't it unelegant? I'm talking about dishwashers. Wait till you hear the next one. I'm talking about... Refrigerators. Probably won't in the State of the Union. I'll leave it out because I want to get praise for making it. You cannot make a brilliant speech where they say that was such an incredible, elegant speech. If I'm talking about dishwashers, sinks, toilets, light bulbs. But sinks, toilets, and showers. You don't get any water. They put restrictors on, and now they made them permanent. People used to take them out. They put restrictions on. Try going in a new faucet. You turn it on, no water comes out, right? We won't talk about toilets. Because I've said this three or four times. The only subject they ever talk about is toilets, so I don't mention toilets. But how about the shower? You go into a shower, and I have this beautiful head of hair. I need a lot of water. Oh, yeah. And you go into the shower, right? You turn on the water, drip, drip, drip. I call the guy, is something wrong with this? No, sir, it's just a restrictor. So you're in there five times longer than you're supposed to be. You use probably more water. And it's a very unpleasant experience, right? So we're getting rid of the restrictors. You can have full shower flow. Full sink. Did you ever go to the faucet? You turn on the faucet to wash your hands? And it turns on so easy. It's like this, you know, because there's zero pressure behind it. No water. You go like that, the thing flips on and whoa. And then dung, dunk. These people are crazy. And then in California, this governor, who has no clue, by the way, he has no clue. Governor Gavin Newsom. He sends all the water out to the Pacific. And then he just comes up. I don't know if you saw this. They come up with rules and regulations that's starting soon. If you're a person who lives in California, you only get 50 gallons of water. Now, it sounds like a lot of water. But it's not. If you take a shower, wash your hands a couple of times, it's not. Then it goes down to 47, 46, 45. Can you imagine you pay the highest taxes outside of New York, 
when they're not doing a good job in New York, they're not doing good. Everyone's leaving New York for other environs like Florida. It's not good because the taxes are too high. Governor Cuomo's got to get those taxes down, got to get them down. And other things have to happen. But here's Gavin Newsom. So Gavin Newsom, you have the water pouring down from up north. Millions and millions of gallons. You know what they do with it? They divert it into the Pacific Ocean because they have these. We must be in Wisconsin. No. Millions of gallons coming down from the north. It goes after this massive valve. You talk about a valve. This is a serious valve. And they turn it. And it's just because they have a tiny, tiny little fish that's doing very poorly with or without the water. So in the meantime, if you own a home on Beverly Hills, they scream at you if you want to, you know, water your grass a little bit, right? But you have no water coming in. They divert millions and millions of gallons. And what we've just done for the people of California is we've made it possible on a federal basis that they don't have to divert all that water anymore. Now, that's only good for California, but these are the things we do. And now the last one is we're working on cars. We're making them less expensive and safer. We're giving them a tiny little bit more fuel, and you're going to save, on average, $3,500. You're going to have a heavier car a little bit, meaning you'll have steel instead of paper mache walls. Right? So there you have it, people. Mr. Donald Trump getting things done. Talking about toilets and water pressure because he's actually doing something instead of bickering with these Democrats. Now, that I'm telling you is something we should be thinking about. You know, even when he is doing his satire, he is actually talking about something. You've got to listen to the man to understand what he's actually getting at. And a lot of people, they just don't have the time to listen to people. We need more people listening. That's for sure. Anyway, that's about what I have for the day. And I want to remind you again to get over to Andy Hoosier's show, The Voice of Reason. And you can find that on any social platform. Just type in the voice of reason, Andy Hoosier, and it'll come up. We were on with Andy yesterday, had a fabulous conversation. There was a few little hiccups there. And for a greenhorn like me, that wasn't too bad. So I hope we fit the bill, let's say, with Andy's audience, because that's what we like to do. We like to help people out. We like to talk about issues, some of these issues that we need to be talking about. They're very difficult. And if you're unwilling to sit down and just talk about it, well, nothing's going to get done. Your opinion matters. Everybody needs to be involved in what is happening in our world. Be aware. Educate yourself. And you know, 
with that, I want to plug Tracy Maxfield before we go too. Tracy Maxfield deals with a lot of this mental health issues in the world, especially with children. If you don't know about Tracy Maxfield, you need to look her up. Tracy Maxfield, she's everywhere doing wonderful things. Listen to her. She's got great insight. She just came out with a new course, and the course is there to help those people in need. So I highly recommend talking to Tracy. If you've got some issues, get over there and check her out. Find out what she's offering. And hey, spread the word about Tracy. Spread the word about Andy. These people are out there on the front line every single day talking, getting it done, making a difference. Everybody doesn't agree with them, but they're still out there talking about it. That is something that every American should be doing. Mrs. Ma or excuse me. Tracy Maxfield, you know, she is a Canadian, born in England. However, she does do a lot here in America. And no matter where you are, there's always going to be that mental health issue, especially with your children. And if you care about your children at all, go over there, see what she's offering, listen to her great insight with that being said anybody want to step up to the microphone at the end of this show we always open the microphone to our audience you can actually come over to cast box fm each weekday morning at 8 a.m pacific standard time and get involved at the end of the show we open the mic up to our audience. We shut up and listen. Well, sometimes we have the insight. We just shut the earphones off too because that's our choice. That's the beauty of this. If you don't agree, you always have the option to change the channel. That's what's unique here. All right. You have the right. You have inherent rights. Let's learn what they are, people. Thank you for listening, and thank you for listening on the replay. I'm Ed Waters. You can find us over at deadamerica.website. All of our media content is there. We do this live show each weekday morning. We have two other podcasts that we put out each week. One is called Dead America. It dropped this morning, and that's going to be a very fascinating episode. I recommend you go check that out. Stanley Milgram. Hopefully, you understand who Mr. Milgram is. If not, go check him out. Go listen to our episode. And then we have Free Circle Freedoms, and that comes out each Sunday morning. And that is where we dig in. And we talk about civics, how government works, and the Constitution. Anything involves 
freedom, we're into it, people. You can reach us at podcast at deadamerica.website. Reach out to us. Would you like to be on a podcast? Or would you like to start a podcast yourself? We'd love to get you started, help you out. We'd love to hear your story. Get involved. I'm Ed Waters, and you've been right here live casting with Keeping It Real on CastBox FM. Thank you. Share, like, subscribe, and tell all your family and friends to get over here.